Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I had a lot of mental and emotional and spiritual pain in my upbringing, so... My purpose is to heal and improve the consciousness of the world. We grow on the borderline of support and challenge. Too much support, you get weak. Too much challenge, you break. So you need both. The faster you see the balance, the faster you get to elevate. So a problem, even though it's bad, has growth to it, which is positive. So when you can see that, you elevate to the next level. The universe will send you pebbles. If you don't listen, it will send you boulders. If you don't listen, it will give you a brick wall. And all of those pebbles are just things to heal and work through it it's easy to stop a snowball when it's small versus when it's really big for anyone who's listening if you just be aware of when you're triggered which will happen the most in your intimate relationship and then you lean into it and you ask the right questions to find where it's coming from find the balance find the healing learn to love learn to integrate then the particular one that came to the surface will be healed and then it won't actually show up again what someone does is their stuff how you react and respond is your stuff Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. Keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself. Do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. You basically delineate your values, your purpose, your mission, your vision in life. And you revisited them actually quite regularly. <laughs> you always come back to them like three to six months. Um, I'd love to understand more about the process that you go through, but ultimately straight out of the gate, what is your mission in life and how's that different to your vision for your life? Beautiful. Um, this was, uh, when I first sort of started my, uh, self-development journey, I started on YouTube, Tony Robbins, went to UPW three times. I like to do things a couple of times to get it right. 
Um, and I joined a mastermind uh, with Kerwin Ray. I actually got to see him uh, two nights ago, which is uh, which is beautiful. Um, and I love the process, and I'm a big advocate for T- Kerwin. I recommend a lot of people go to him. But when we went through, um, like out of the gates, because he does purpose, values, mission, and all that stuff. He doesn't do vision too much, but he does. Um, but like from the start, it's like you sit down. And he says, write down what your purpose is. And I was like, where the fuck do you start with answering that question? <laughs> I'm like, how's how's your answer? <laughs> So it was quite challenging. Um, so it's like to help people, to give back, to serve, whatever. And it didn't really make sense um, to me at that sense, uh, at that time anyways. Uh, mission was a bit easier, a bit more tactful. So mission's the big BHAG, big hairy audacious goal. It's a five to 10 year goal that you want to go conquer. Vision is um, kind of going, go, I'll keep going. So vision is the, what does your life look like once you've hit the mission? So um, you've got the goal. Once you've hit the goal, what does life look like? And then values, the thing, the reason I do in the way I do it, because it makes sense to me, a gift of mine is I was a slower learner, Asperger's, autistic, ADHD. So learning was quite challenging for me. So I learned like a five-year-old, so I can teach very simplistic and very step-by-step and I can get most people to the finish line. So for me, it's very step-by-step. So I discovered Dr. John Martini, went down the values rabbit hole and learned what I quote real values are, uh, where values are your voids that have become important to you. So if you had a void around learning, learning becomes important to you. You had a void around wealth, wealth becomes important to you. So your voids create values and then your purpose is an expression of your highest value. We have many purposes. I have a purpose to be a father, making wealth, looking after my health, being a great husband in the future. I have different purposes, but the core purpose, the, the guiding light, the lighthouse, the Northern star is an expression of your highest value. So my highest value is coaching because my biggest void was feeling hurt, emotional loss and lacked coaching or lacked guidance from a father figure, my, my dad. So, um, so the process I do with my clients is we do values first because there's a system or there's a sequence you can do that. Then you've got your values. You can use them to then articulate your purpose because my highest value is coaching. The question I asked, what was my biggest void in my life in that area? Feelings hurt, vulnerable and scared and fearful because I struggled with emotions. I cried. I went to four different schools, sorry, five different schools. I cried on my first day of every, every day of school. Um, I struggled with friends. I struggled with my emotions, very emotional kid. Um, like I struggled making friends, struggled learning, etc. So I had a lot of mental and emotional and spiritual um, pain in my upbringing. So my purpose is to heal and improve the consciousness of the world. So you can see how that big void is directly expressed or sorry the purpose is expressed from that void so the void was the pain of emotions consciousness lacking feeling hurt vulnerable scared fearful my purpose is to heal and improve the consciousness of the world so you you your greatest pain greatest purpose greatest wounds greatest wisdom you become the person you needed when you're at your lowest so values first because there's a quite a system to set it up uh, to go through them and determine them. And then we use those to articulate your purpose. And then the purpose is like the fuel. It's the drive. It's the unlimited tapped amount of energy to do what it is that you want to do for a very long period of time. Then mission, that's when we get more tactful. Okay, mission, given that purpose, what do you want to do in the next five to 10 years to achieve something that's measurable? Because you can't measure measure it, you can't manage it, you can't break it down into bite-sized pieces. What do you want to do So are there a million ways for me to fulfill that purpose? Absolutely. I could go knock on doors. I could go volunteer. I could write uh, books. I can do a podcast. I can do whatever I want to do. How do I want to fulfill that, um, that purpose of mine? For me, it's to guide and coach 1 million people to live a life that inspires them. So again, FC, hence the net. I love the word inspired. So that's my mission. And then vision 
I do have it documented, but it's paragraphs long, but it's like, we use your values to then, um, to detail out your vision. So for example, learning. So I've learned, I've read X amount of books. I've attended whatever, um, uh, courses and programs I want to attend. I've learned from the world's greatest gurus and teachers and mentors. I've got wealth. What does my wealth look like? What does my relationship look like? What does my health look like? I've just like painted the vision and that further drives more inspiration, more energy, more excitement for you to go do the work needed to get there. That's how I do it. And the reason I do it consistently is we grow, we evolve. Like as your belief grows in yourself, what you can achieve can be more. Like I think I wanted to help like a thousand people when I started and then you, you help 10, 20 people. Like, fuck, I can do more than that. You know, let's go for, let's go for 10,000. Let's go for a hundred. Like currently it's a million. I know check back with me in five years, might be 10 million. Like, like Tony Robbins um, does his UPW event. He does it online now. And I think one of them, he had 1 million people in one weekend event. Like what the fuck? That's, That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like my whole 10 year mission in a weekend i'm like fuck i gotta be better so it's like um but that, he's been doing it for what 50 years now over 50 or oh, 40 50 years he's been doing it for such a long time and is obviously such an inspiration so uh yeah so the reason you check back into them your values do change as you fill your voids the next biggest void becomes more prominent for you um so i have a, a void around wealth because we struggled with money growing up didn't have food to eat um very, a lot of pain around money so it's like once i hit whatever the subjective goal is arbitrage goal is uh it, it, and it's already starting to i'm starting to make more more money doing what i do helping more people it's like becoming less uh of a thing for me i'm more enjoying learning my relationship my health um so yeah the reason you always redo them you change you achieve goals your belief changes your vision gets clearer because you've looked within you've done more healing so you're more authentic so I always check in every three months. So it isn't just like a business does quarterly reviews. I You do a quarterly, quarterly review and reset for yourself. So redo your values, redo your purpose, read in, in order, values, purpose, mission, vision, um, and the master plan. That's where we get tactical again. Annual goals, quarterly goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, daily huddles, um, et cetera. I love that. There's a... Yeah, I'm going to go excavating if that's okay a little bit. And um, it comes, comes at the risk of, um, yeah, me coming across as not respectful of your journey. But, I, bro, the, yeah, for, the, for the person that's tuning in, they can hear how much work you've probably done on, well, you've, you've done on yourself to be able to say, hey, like, your pain is your purpose. Um, and you just, you know, talking about your learning difficulties because when I actually come to your podcast, I find it incredible how in like 20 minutes you articulate these quite nebulous, large concepts um, and break them down and they're very actionable. Um, yeah, I can ask how you got the gift, but I'd rather ask how you started to realize the gift that you had in the challenges that you had and that journey a little bit because I'm sure some of us tuning in um, – can feel limitations upon ourselves, but then we don't, we rarely see the silver lining. Um, what was that journey of you finding the silver lining and then actually realizing this is a silver bullet? Um, can you describe that to us a little bit? It's yeah, beautiful, man. Uh, and beautifully asked. So, uh, like unconsciously, you obviously, um, you unconsciously people are doing the best of what they have and they're actually trying to live in alignment. They get the feedback of doubting themselves, of fear, of, needing motivation I, I love the quote the need for motivation is a symptom of an uninspired goal so if you're needing needing motivation you're just not doing what the fuck you want to do like I don't, 
I, I love you, that. I don't think you and me need motivation to be here today. Like we want to be here. We're inspired to be here. <laughs> we like this stuff, right? So, it, um, so I guess unconsciously we're all doing what you just said. I think um, we're doing the best that we can with what we um, to do what you've just said. So I'm um, like, I naturally gravitated to physics. I naturally gravitated to science classes, more um, sort of practical, analytical um, ways of thinking. Um, I'm quite a I think a gift of mine, Asperger's as the gift, you look at things differently. You you see things um, the way people don't see. So you can uh, do things people can't do because you have the knowledge that other people don't have. So it, it gives you just like a unique perspective on how to solve things. So I'm quite unique at being able to solve problems. And I think something doing what you do for work as well is like you'll hear someone's voice or tone, tone or their energy or their quirks or their t- whatever's happening and you can like feel there's some resistance or pain or judgment there so then I because I see that I feel that I, I'm aware of that I can then follow that vein to find a growth opportunity to, to have some growth um so I but where did that start um I think just naturally you I was gravitating it through school I like sports so sports was a very good outlet for me because I had rules I knew what to do there was rules in place for me I struggle with like friends and social cues because there was all these unwritten rules like how the fuck do you communicate what do you say what do you not say tonality and all that stuff so sports I had a, um, a great experience through sports um amateur um athlete uh, as I was growing up um and yeah so I think to uh, I guess where this all sped up was when obviously you get into self-development where the curtain gets pulled back and you're like oh my god like I remember the first video I watched it was a Tony Robbins video this is on YouTube this is 2015 so this is before podcasts were really big i think joe rogan would have been around but like not not obviously to the degree that it is today but i remember i watched this video and it was all about matching and mirroring and building rapport and for someone who struggled so much with like even making friends and connecting with people i'm like this is amazing i'm yeah. just <laughs> Holy shit. Like, rules to the social dynamics yeah perfect oh my God, this is insane. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. So that sort of like woke me up to like, I guess, self-development. I think more in line with your um, your question, like how did I be aware that these pains were gifts? Um, it was probably around the same time I started to learn really about values where we went into, okay, well, voids give you values. And a good example of this is I struggled a lot with um, social dynamics and friendships and connecting with people. And for seven years of my life and my business, the start of my business career, I was building gyms and communities of gyms. And the biggest compliment I always get is everyone feels so safe and um, welcome to be here. Uh, and it was such a beautiful, tight, intimate community. And that came from my pain of feeling the pain of the opposite of that. So it's driven me to go solve it. So the pain you've experienced, it's like people have thinks insecurities are a bad thing they're not a bad thing insecurities drive you to improve them i'm insecure with my communication i've worked a lot on it i'm not as much as i used to be but that's helped me learn the skills i've literally got how to win friends and influence people in front of me that i'm redoing for for, uh haven't done it in, in a lot of years um and it's like it's driven me to go learn how to solve those problems i struggled with my emotions so i've done the nlp i've done the breath work i do the nervous regulation etc i do the tony robbins how to build how to um build rapport and all that stuff so the pain when i learned about values and how voids pain give you your values and give you your strengths it's like the 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 woman or the or the man who's really insecure around how they look because they have a void around how they look they weren't pretty enough good enough ugly enough or whatever the the pain is it's like ironically they're one of the best looking people well-dressed people in the room even though they think it's their worst and they're judging themselves there's obviously a bit of healing and resistance there to do but that pain of feeling like they're ugly, they're not pretty enough drives them to look fantastic. Now, is that healthy? I don't think that's the, I guess, I think that's a, using the wrong fuel to do things. You're using insecurity instead of inspiration. But 
that's it's just becoming aware of it. Okay, my social anxiety, as it got labeled, I don't use the labels as much, but like my social pain of how to connect and um, make friends and connect with people actually gave me a great gift of being able to actually build communities and make people feel safe to open up to be vulnerable. One of the most common compliments I get with my coaching clients and just people that I feel uh, mean in general is I just feel so safe to be open and vulnerable with you. And that comes from the lack of vulnerability I was able to experience. So the pain drove me to learn the skill of doing that. So I probably probably learning about values was when that really started to click like holy shit like this pain of learning so i was in special needs classes my handwriting is fucked still like i for people that can see the 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 screen i i can barely read my own handwriting so it's a very common (laughs) common um trait of someone with um asperger's is your handwriting is pretty average and mine's very average uh so it's like learning was painful so it's driven me to go learn more learn how to be a good learner and be a good teacher so you teach, you generally will teach the way that you learn because I'm a quote, slower learner, as we were saying before, like I'm able to mentally model, make it simplistic, use visuals, use analogies, use questions, really share vulnerably of how I've been able to learn this lesson. And then for most people I work with, the light bulbs click, the penny drops and all that comes from, and that came from the pain of my learning. Wealth, again, I can share stories around that, but yeah, whenever just learning that pain is purpose, wounds are wisdom and everyone hears it. And this is the thing, this is where self-help, um, I guess, can sometimes get a bit of a bad rap, but life's happening for you, not to you. I agree. How do you apply it to someone who's been abused, who's been raped, who's been abandoned, who's been whatever? It's challenging. I literally had that uh, conversation with someone yesterday. I had one uh, a couple of weeks ago. She was sexually assaulted when she was about 16. And we went through that and processed that and found the growth and the pain and the purpose and the and the wisdom and the and the divine order that's always happening for us. Because it's easy to say life's happening for you, not to you. Uh, but applying that is another story. And that's where I'm very passionate about. Okay, well, can we come up with the right framework, science, backings, evidence, and process to take someone through that so they can heal that trauma? I posted the video literally this morning on my social media. Like, your greatest traumas are your greatest gifts once you've healed them. If you haven't healed them, they just trigger you. They control you. You you get sucked into them. They you have the wall up to protect you from it. The walls we build to protect ourselves become the prison that keep us trapped. And that was something for me, took a while for me to digest what I just said. So you have pain, you build a wall up because you don't want to feel that pain again, but that wall has become a prison that you can't escape from. So being able to actually go back and heal that trauma so the walls drop, so you can experience that freedom of love, tranquility, whatever word you want to use, peace, um, abundance, that's um that's what fascinates me because I've had the pain of that exact fucking thing. So, hope that is, it a, is it a case to is it a case by case basis in terms of how we start to heal and bring the walls down, um, or is it yeah? How do you normally diagnose, start to approach that yeah, journey for people? I like to teach the philosophy and the the sort of the science behind it and the um, process. Um, like Joe Dispenza, I'm sure you're aware of uh, Dr. Joe. Um, I've got, uh, is it Mohammed? Yeah, Becoming Supernatural, I think. Is it Mohammed? No, I think my partner's got it. But um, Becoming Supernatural is one of my top, top three books that I recommend for people. And he's huge on it. It's like when people know the how and the what, uh, sorry, the why, the how becomes very easy. So if people just say, it happened for you find the benefits to it. It's like, that's challenging, right? But if you teach, like for me, I teach balance, which I got a lot from Dr. Uh, John Martini. Like every life is balance, polarity. They did like the electrical charge of the universe is equal. It's There's many protons to electrons to um, neutrons as there are. So life is balanced. It's the perception we have through which it creates lopsidedness. So there's, there's benefits to stress. 
There's benefits to abuse. There's benefits to love. There's negatives to all of them. There's pros. Every pro has a con. Every con has a pro and it's completely balanced. So once you learn that, and I, I take through mental models and I use pendulums, I use magnets and I use all these things to teach the lesson. I share vulnerably of pretty much what I've just shared with you, like my trauma with my dad, my mom, my friends, whatever. The Yes, that was painful, but what was the lesson? What was the growth? What was the gift that I got out of that? So then they've learned all it all. They've understood it all get the penny the pennies to drop the light bulbs to go off then we apply it to the individual and then sometimes that's hard like um i'll use an example i uh, he asked about um uh, about sort of outing mum, dad or whatever and then you can cut it out i out my whole family so um, <laughs> uh, i was with my brother love you love you tom if you watch this um and we're driving out uh driving you can imagine what i'm like when I, when you're in a car with me i'm just like asking questions 24 7 so i was like i just asked him so i said fuck well we've got a couple of hours to kill i said man, who's the person that you have the most judgment towards? And mm. like, his, he said his ex-partner. I won't use her name, ex-partner. And I said, awesome. Okay, why is that? And I said, she's just a bitch. And I said, okay, great. I said, well, what's... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. I was listening okay. in a... Sorry, I'm interrupted. Okay. Shut up, Emmerich. Yeah. I love it, man. And it was funny. I had the same reaction. So I was like, okay, great. I said, well, what specifically has she done or not done for you to say that? Oh, she's just... A I said, no, no, no. Tell me, what specifically has she done? She's a liar. Okay, lying. That's the trait, action and action. So lying. Great. And where do you lie? There's other questions. Where do you lie? Where have you lied in your life? Who sees you as a liar? I'm his brother. I've seen him lie, steal, lie to his parents, our parents. So um, I was all that. But the hardest question, what's the benefits to lying? What's the benefits to you of her lying to you? You couldn't answer it. I said, okay. Has it made you very aware and in tune to when people lie? Oh, yes. It's like a sixth spider sense that is picked up. I said, beautiful. You've got a son, right, Kobe? And obviously he does. Uh, so great. So are you now really aware of when he lies? He's like, oh, yeah. I said, ooh, so has that helped you become a better parent? And like the light bulb started to click. I'm like, mm, interesting. So I said, what's another benefit of lying? Has it made you better at actually clarifying things and not just taking people's words for it? So saying, hey, can you prove that what you've said is actually correct? He's starting a business. He's now running a business. So when someone, a, a quote, a client, a business partner, whatever, employee says something, are you now more inclined to say, hey, from what you just said, doesn't really feel right. Can you actually show me what you mean and provide a bit of evidence to support that? Beautiful. So it's made you a better leader. Awesome. So it's like we're trying, I'm just balancing the lopsidedness with how people perceive things to get them to realize that it has happened for you, not to you. Lying is a gift. There's gifts to it. Um, and you can apply that to abuse, to abandonment, to whatever it may be, to not feeling loved, not feeling good enough, feeling scared, feeling inadequate. It just, I had, oh, I had a beautiful session yesterday, this afternoon. It's one of my most conscious clients, Carrie, if you listen to this, it was a beautiful conversation. And it was just like her as a young girl, like feeling unseen from her parents, from her brother, from men leaving her. And it was just going through and finding the blessings and the strengths and the lessons and rewiring any limiting beliefs that it adopted because of that. And just, yeah, helping her be free, like giving her that, that sense of freedom, that sense of love, that sense of peace. And yeah, that's, I don't even know where that question, where do, where did we get to from here? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's, that's, the, the, you've opened up another, another rabbit hole in there, which I'd love to burrow down as well, which is because uh, healing is often associated with therapy and not as much with coaching. Um, and I find myself before I start the coaching journey with my clients, delineating the two just to sort of give them some scope around it. Um, but I'm hearing a lot of healing in your coaching as well. So, um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, can you articulate the healing journey within a coaching container? Yeah, beautiful. Look, I think healing, uh, that's uh, like my, my purpose literally has the word in there, to heal and improve the consciousness. So I'll raise the consciousness. So like it's it's one of my biggest pains. It was one of the biggest pains. So it's something I'm very con- I'm very aware of and very in- curious about and very inspired to learn about. So healing happens in so many different ways. There's so many different modalities to heal. There's breath work. There's plant medicines. There's spiritual healers. There's energy healers. There's Reiki healers. There's therapists. There's coaches. There's NLP trainers. Like there is so many. I just gave you about what eight styles. There's tapping therapy. There's um, there's um, yeah. There's so many. There's God or faith or whatever. If you want to go down that rabbit hole as well, but there's so many ways to heal. Um, I think to, to find to find healing, I actually don't have my own definition of that. It's something I'll probably do some thinking about after this podcast. But healing for me is the it's when it's the synthesis and synchronicity of those those pains. It's seeing the pain to the it's balancing. So I use the term balancing a lot. So for me, balancing is healing. It's seeing the gift within the pain, the wounds, the wisdom within the wound, pretty much everything we've been talking about. So it's just getting people to release the pain or the stored energy, the stored judgment, the lopsidedness, but every modality has challenges that has limitations. My style has limitations. So I do a lot of mind mindset. So perceptions, this person wronged you, fuck this person, this person hurt me, this person wronged me, all of that judgment. I can dissolve that piece of piss. That's easy. That's my jam, but there's limitations with that. When there's not awareness there, you can't do what I do. So what if something happened to you when you were six months old and you can't remember it? I can't help too much with that. So that's where you might want to explore an energy healer, a Reiki healer, a plant medicine ceremony. You might want to go down that rabbit hole. I literally signed up for a energy healer last month. I start with her in the fourth of next month. So about 10 days from now. So I've just signed up with it because that's not my modality, but I want to experience it for myself. I've done plant medicine. I do it every six months because it's just, I've done some of the most powerful, beautiful healing in that because the challenge with my style, like I said, is there needs to be a level of awareness. And if something's happened to you, I don't understand too much um, sort of um, generational trauma where it's biologically passed down, not passed down through the actions, because again, I can, I can help with that. But there's, from what I've heard, there's like evidence to support like in your DNA, it's passed through, trauma has been passed through. So I don't understand that. That's not my sort of, that's not my world. So I can't really speak into that too much, but I, there's truth to it. Um, there's a book behind me called The Body Keeps the Score. I can't pronounce the gentleman's guy. It's uh, some German name. I can't pronounce it. I apologize. But he talks about it like Bessel your mind. Van der Kolk. We had yeah. him on the podcast. Yeah, he's an interesting, he's an amazing, yeah. 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 Um, he's, yeah, very, very, I love it. Um, I, I love his ways of thinking. And even just listening to the name of the book, like 
your mind might forget it because it was so bad, so traumatic, so hurtful. So your mind wants to block it out. That's the ego. Doesn't ego doesn't like pain. It wants to be right. It wants to be. It wants. Yeah. It doesn't want to go into pain. But your body, your nervous system will remember it. So when you get triggered, so this is where your triggers are your greatest gifts. Your triggers reveal the unhealed wounds you haven't healed through yet. So if you be aware of the trigger, follow the vein, ask the right questions, which I can ask to find the event that you might've forgotten about and actually heal through it. Like if we use Carrie that I was speaking about last night, there was something like, it was something like she had blockages about her success and her whatever. I said, okay, well, what's stopping you? What's the downside of the success? She's like, oh, I feel lonely. When was the first time that you remember loneliness? Go back, eight years old. Her brother moved out, didn't say goodbye, didn't, wasn't there for her. So men leaving. And she took that into relationships. And now she's got this fear of men leaving so she doesn't open up, so she's not vulnerable, which actually attracts and perpetuates the problem which actually gets the man to leave now she's learned that trusting someone equals pain it's like this whole like layer and onion of all these like built beliefs that are limiting in nature that we then start to peel back balance which is healing for me so um yeah i'm kind of going off track with this but it's um, healing for me is balancing and releasing now there's benefits to all it's like it's like I went and did this uh, event not too long ago, actually. Cody, he's really awesome. He would actually really be good for this podcast, actually. And he articulates it really well. He uses these beautiful models. And it's like, there's, uh, I hope I get this right. There's growing up, there's cleaning up, and there's waking up. So there's sort of three sort of styles of healing. And there's different modalities that go with each of that. And I can't teach this because it's, not, it's not, not my jam so much just yet. But it's like, say, for example, plant medicine. That's a way you can heal. That's a way you can wake up. But if that's the only strategy you use, there's so many limitations with that. You might not lean into your conscious beliefs. You might not go into, okay, well, fuck this person. I still hate this person. This person's wrong. You might be so in touch with the universe and so enlightened and so um, uh, awake, but you haven't processed that pain that you went through. Where say you do processing, which is kind of more my style, where we're balancing perceptions. There's a lot of, uh, um, there's a lot of strengths to doing that. But what happened when you were before the age of what, three years old, where you can't remember it, when you experienced a lot of pain and that's stuck in your nervous system and it's been able to be unregulated, then you might want to go down, like I said, like an energy healer, a Reiki healer to allow that to be healed through and released through you. And that's why I say, try everything. Like I've tried, I've tried it all. Try therapist, try coach, try um, plant medicine in the safe environment, of course. Go like, I'm, I like, cause I've signed up for an energy healer. We kick off in two weeks um, to just experience it. Like I want to know, cause I still have um, like vulnerably my, um, I've, 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 I've had indigestion a lot in my upbringing um, um, and I've had a limiting belief. It's genetic where it's just the food that I've, I was eating, but I had, I, I had a bad meal. I had a lot of indigestion. It wasn't feeling really nice. And my partner said, hey, do you want to massage like a massage sort of underneath your diaphragm and try a massage it through? I'm like, oh yeah, give it a go. And when she did it, I, I just really like tightened up and I was really sensitive. There was a lot of stored emotion and I was like, holy fuck, I didn't realize this was here. Like, oh my God. I'm like, where's that coming from? And I found some moments. I'm like, when I was younger, I peed the bed for a long time. So until I was about 10 years old and I... So, and I also had another memory that doubles up with it is my brother, I love back to Tom. He <laughs> used to make me laugh a lot as a kid to the point where I would pee myself. Hey, Tom. <laughs> so, that, so that like feeling it was bringing up, it like brought back that memory. I'm like, holy oh, shit, my. there's something I haven't healed through here. Oh my God. So then I go through, I've done some balancing now since then, done some more healing to that. But mm. say I couldn't find it. Say like, mm, I can't think of it. Where the, I don't know, what's this coming from? It might've happened and you're not even aware of it. And that's where, again, maybe explore other styles, other modalities, other other ways of healing. 
that leads me to a question I really wanted to ask you today, which is how do you continue to coach yourself? Because I'm aware as a coach, we all, oh, I always have blind spots and I'm doing that thing again where I preload my questions. I should relax on that. Um, but I've always got a coach for about six months of every year just because I know I've got blind spots. Um, but then I also do have a bit of a regimen and a regime around coaching myself. Um, most of it is intuitive for me. But I'd love to hear how you coach yourself and sort of what it looks like. And maybe it's different now than what it was a couple of years ago. What does it look like now if it is different? Um, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful question, man. So similar to you. So I always get someone because you can't see the trees through the forest or other way around. You can't see the forest through the trees. So it's 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 hard to always look within and have a mirror back to you. Life is a mirror. So that's the second part to this. So one, have a coach. Have someone who can shine a light and hold a mirror up to you and just challenge it because there would be limiting beliefs that you would say and the more healing you do, the more subtle and more like disguising they become. Where So that's where it requires like someone with a really high level of consciousness and awareness to actually ask the, the question. It's like we were speaking about this before we started the podcast. It's like being able to have a beautiful conscious conversation with someone like ourselves. It's like you're going to hear things that I say. You're like, mm, that's interesting. Let me go into here. Where some people that don't have the awareness yet or the consciousness yet, they might not pick that up. So definitely a coach and someone who's done the work and continue to, continues to do work. I would definitely have someone in their corner. Like I mentioned, I've just signed up for another one. I'm, I'm like you, I have coaches, not all the time. I'm always learning. So I'm either doing a course or a program or I have a one-on-one. So no, I just sort of filter between obviously podcasts and books and all that stuff. Second part is of what I mentioned before, it's when you're triggered. So whenever you get triggered, which we all do, there's not a single person on the planet that does not still get triggered. So no one is ever fully healed no one's fully enlightened where you're levitating off the ground and you're just fucking connected with the, the universe and all that stuff we no have moments of enlightenment. Free. Yeah. yeah sorry i've interrupted you're, you're good man thank you so you we have moments of enlightenment where we have the healing the balance the growth so enlightenment and healing kind of actually overlap with each other well i actually now that i've, I've said it that way i actually think they are the same thing when you experience the enlightenment of the pain of what happened it's happened for a reason you get the growth and you heal and you grow and you elevate so when you're triggered, it reveals those parts of you. So <clears throat> if you just be aware of when you're triggered and then use the questions and the consciousness to do it, um, I'll use, um, you have it the most in your intimate relationship. And that's where I, ha- I have done a fair bit of content. I t- continue to do content on relationships for that reason. Not because I'm a relationship coach. It's not my biggest uh, fulfillment doing it. I do enjoy it, but it's not my, not, not the, the, um, not the purpose for me specifically, but yeah, it's just, a relationship is a magnifying glass. That's all it is. It's magnifying the work that you haven't done yet. It's magnifying the things you haven't healed through yet. So for anyone who's listening, if you just be aware of when you're triggered, which will happen the most in your intimate relationships, why you push each other's buttons, why you have fights, why you have arguments, it's why you shut off or they shut off, whatever your coping mechanism is. Yeah, if you're just aware of that and then you lean into it and you ask the right questions, the quality questions to find where it's coming from, find the balance, find the healing, learn to love, learn to integrate, then that the, the particular one that came to the surface will be healed and then it won't actually show up again. A live example. Um, I have added Georgia on this one before, so she's okay with this one, but uh, we were, uh, she, uh, I can't remember. It was like just a week, normal weekday. And uh, I'm normally the cook. So um, I'm, I'm normally uh cook for us. Um, uh, make a great steak, by the way. So uh, anyway, she said, Hey baby, do you want me to cook for you? I'm like, fuck yeah, go for it. I love it. She's like, do you want a burger? I'm like, yeah, go for it, please. She's like, would you like some eggs on your burger? Like an egg on your burger? I'm like, yeah, yeah, please go for it. And anyway, so I'm, I'm sitting down, I think watching a documentary or something like that. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm a helper by people pleaser by nature. So helper. 
So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go help her out, see see how things are going. And we're making fried eggs for the burgers and it looked like scrambled eggs. So the eggs were fucked. <laughs> it like, did not look like eggs that could go on a burger. It looked like scrambled eggs. I was like, babe, what's going on here? And like in hindsight now, I could see straight away she was triggered. I'd done, I'd, and it's like, it wasn't malicious, but it was just revealing something that was there. She got triggered. She triggered me back. We had a disagreement or whatever. And anyways, once the dust settles, so for people, when you do trigger each other, hot tip, do your best to regulate. Do your best to just get through with the least amount of damage possible, okay? You're not going to do the healing in the moment, okay? It's done afterwards. Just get through the storm, just like a mountain with a storm that passes by. Do your best to hold strong. Be as neutral as you can, as help each other feel as seen and loved as you can, and then do the work afterwards, which is what I'm getting to. So once that had... Once the storm has passed and there were some tears or some emotions, I said, baby, like, I love you and thank you for the, this growth opportunity that, that we've gotten now because obviously you got triggered a bit and that triggered me. So thank you for bringing that to the surface. I'm just curious, where did that come from? Like, I obviously came up and obviously pointed out the, the scrambled eggs, which went to be fried eggs. And I, I feel like I didn't say it in a very attacking way. It was quite neutral the way I said it. And obviously, I, 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 I pushed on something what's happened and she knew straight away she's like oh my my stepdad whenever i try to cook or do anything it was never good enough it was never this it was always has to be better i can be better i'm useless and it was really abusive and not abuse oh, you could use the word abusive he was very just dismissive it's like you're fucking useless you can't do anything right and i had just revealed that mm. and so i'm like great and i actually asked her this question that actually similar question to what you asked me just before i said baby what's your way of healing I've got my way and she obviously knows my ways. Like we balance it out, us, whatever. You can journal, meditate, yoga, whatever. And I said, what's your way of doing it? So I'll oh, very similar to you, um, but I also like having coaches and working through it. So baby, and this is a hot relationship tip, is if you, once you're aware of the work, it's your responsibility. So once you become aware that something's there, if you choose to not go heal through it, then you're choosing to allow that trigger and trauma to come back up and trigger yourselves again. But it doesn't just happen the same. It gets worse because you have the residue and the, leftover resentment and um, negative energy from the past trigger. So just builds and builds and builds and builds until you have this huge fucking argument, this huge like breakdown in the relationship. So if you're choosing not to heal, you're choosing to have that wound or trauma or, an, uh, or unhealed thing ruin your relationship. So it's natural to be triggered. It's normal and it's a good thing because it reveals where you can do some more work. But if you're choosing to not then, once the dust is settled, don't do it in the moment. It's fucking challenging because mm. you're just ah, trying, to, trying, to, <laughs> you're just trying to get through the storm, right? So don't do it. In the, don't. It's, it's like, and for women, I know a lot of women will appreciate this. For the men or the masculine, whoever's playing this role, do not try to solve the fucking problem in the moment, okay? Help each other feel seen, heard, love, love each other. Ask your partner a good, good question to ask your partner. When you're triggered, what do you want me to do for you? Okay. For me and George, and this is something that me and Georgia have had a funny conversation around. It's like, she, I, I want you to be next to me. I want you to touch me. But it's like, but and then it's like, but in the moment, like I've done that. And she's like, um, I've, I've gone to like put my hand on your lap. And, and she's like, no, I don't want you to touch. I don't want you to touch me. I said, so what do you want? It's like, just be there, but I don't want you to touch me. I said, so do I just sit here? What, what do you want me to do? Just, yeah, just sit there. Just don't leave. It's like, okay. So it's just like, literally sit there and love you. And I'm here. I'm not leaving because she's working through her pain of men leaving, et cetera. So abandonment wounds, which she's working through. Um, so yeah. So ask your partner, what is the way that you want to be, I guess, loved during a trigger event, during an argument? And then once the dust settles, make sure you hold each other accountable and make sure the person, whoever's trigger came to the surface, make sure that person 
goes and does that work and heals through it. If you don't know how to, get a coach, get a therapist, get a healer, get a whatever, do a fucking plant ceremony if you need to. Um, do whatever you need to do and find your ways of healing through it because if you don't, the same thing's going to bubble up to the surface next time and it'll be worse than the previous time. And eventually, if that goes on for long enough, the obviously relationship implodes. Uh, base level question there is, what if you've got a partner that doesn't want to honour the way you manage your triggers or doesn't want to honour yeah doesn't isn't isn't ready to do the work that you're doing on yourself is it what what happens in that space this is my beliefs on that i've had someone ask me that exact question and i actually made a video on it um a lot of the videos i make by the way like to help me understand the way i think and talk by the way so and half of the videos or most of the videos are actually talking to myself they're so, awesome uh, yeah, so, <laughs> lewis huckstep uh, experience uh, yeah lewis huckstep experience as a podcast guys you have to go check it out sorry just and, throwing that in there and you'll be joining me soon uh next friday actually so a week from now, or, or maybe a week after i'm not sure um yeah. but uh yeah so this is my beliefs on this anyways until you get to this point do not get into a relationship until you get to a point where you can take ownership and responsibility that everyone is healing and you have healing to do and you are equipped with the wants and the tools to do healing because if you don't have either or both of those then you're going to blame, you're going to uh, attack, you're going to dismiss, you're going to, the ego is just going to come out to play and just deflect, attack, defend and avoid the growth opportunity. And that over, what I said before, just build up, build up, build up and it'll just explode. And we all know people like this, people that get into a relationship, turns to shit, that person blames the partner, it was all their fault, you did nothing wrong, it was only them, right? You're just perfect and it was all them, right? And then you attract another partner and the same thing happens. Fuck it, just two for two. It's just that person. It was all her. It was all his fault. And you did nothing wrong because you're perfect, right? Um, but that whole time, it's like there's, you're just not actually listening to the breadcrumbs the universe is actually leaving for you. And I, I, one of my, um, when I did my NLP actually years ago, so uh, my coach, uh, Luke, um, he said, the universe will send you pebbles. If you don't listen, it will send you boulders. If you don't listen, it will give you a brick wall. And all of those those breadcrumbs or those pebbles are just things to heal and work through. The more work you do and the more aware and conscious you become, you can obviously do that really minor. Like you can pick up, like it's easy to stop a snowball when it's small versus it's really big. So you can be really in tune to like the little micro triggers where it's like, mm, they just feel a little bit anxious. Not like you're having a panic attack, but you just feel a little bit anxious about that. Mm, interesting. Where's that coming from? Like you'll pick up the really minor ones. Obviously I shared one about the eggs, which was, I guess a bigger one that was that, but you have little minor ones where you just feel, okay, that, that hit me a little bit. Okay. Where's that coming from? Um, so yeah, the, my, my answer to your original question is you, both people need to be at a level where you appreciate and recognize that you're both going to trigger each other. That's normal. That we all have work to do. That's natural and normal as well. But if you do not take responsibility to actually appreciate what I just said and be willing to do your work, then you are not ready for a relationship. And if you do, you're just going to have a very shallow, very volatile, um, unfulfilling relationship, which is arguably what a lot of people do do have. But that's my belief anyways, and people will, some people disagree with what I've said, but that's what I believe. And I see it play out with all of my clients I'm working with, um, with clients I've worked with in the past, with friends, with family, is, um, yeah, if you're just blaming your partner, and this is a good line that I hit this home, what someone does is their stuff, how you react and respond is your stuff. You can't trigger someone who's fully healed. No one's fully healed, hence what I said that before. 
But if you were to say something to me, like I had a lot of pain around my intelligence when I was younger, because struggled learning, obviously you said that a couple of times. So the younger version of me, if you said you're a fucking idiot, you're so stupid, you're, you're, you're retarded or whatever. And I've had those words before, like that used to, <clears throat> that really used to get me. But now it's like, I've healed those particular wounds. So it's, bounces off me but don't get me wrong there's still some there like there's still there's things that I, i'm not i don't know what you don't know so i'm very in tune to when the life mirrors i love the quote you'll attract people and circumstances to trigger the wounds that you haven't healed through that's a very that's an iteration from peter crone's quote where he says life will present you with people and circumstances to show where you're not free so i i like the attraction and I obviously like wounds so i've done my iteration of that so if you just be aware, most of it will be in your relationship and when you've got high levels of stress, so business, career, family stuff. Um, but yeah, if you just be aware of that and then also have a coach who can also shine a light and ask questions and challenge you in different ways with different modalities, which is something that I'm excited to go experience another one. Um, that's uh, that's how I do the work. I've got a random question just to ask for those that are curious that you want to tune into coaching with you, Lewis, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? I just do Instagram. I have a website. Don't go to the website. It's pretty shit right now. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I like kind of just had like a template and I haven't put any effort into it. So don't go to the website just yet. But um, go to uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, mainly Instagram is where you can uh, actually have a conversation with me. I talk to everyone um, on there. So uh, Lewis Huckstep across the board. Um, but yeah, Lewis Huckstep, I've got a u- quite a unique last name. So you'll, um, you should be able to find me pretty easily. Perfect. I'll put a link to that in the show notes below. Mate, you've talked a lot about this concept of balance um and i would love to just allow you some time to just riff on what balance means looks like feels like for you because it seems like healing is balanced um but also living an inspired life invites in balance um yeah i'd love to tune into what balance really means to you as such a core part of your philosophy um, a lot of it's come from Dr. John D. Martini. Uh, his book's behind me. It's called The Breakthrough Experience. Go read that and go to his event, The Breakthrough Experience. And he just he talks about like the line that uh, I've got it, uh, I've got it on my course as well. Is every perception outside of love and gratitude is a lopsided perception. So uh, so balance is love is gratitude. So I used the term before. It love is the synthesis and synchronicity of complementary opposites. So it's seen the upsides and the downsides. Seen the balance. And that's where you experience love and gratitude. So there's there's puppy love infatuation where like the honeymoon period, you start dating someone and love section rainbows, everything's amazing. They walk on water, they've got no problems. It's night and shining armor and you put them on a pedestal. <laughs> then a couple months into dating them, they have all these fucking skeletons and all these triggers and all this shit <laughs> from their past. And you're like, who the fuck was I? Who the fuck is this person? Who's this person that I, that I met a couple months ago? It was always there. You just weren't balanced. You were lopsided with what you saw. So, and you always attract balance. So, um, the universe will always find balance. It's like people, I use pendulums to demonstrate this because it's a good visual, but it's like you'll see people who have very volatile swings in life. They have these huge days. Life's amazing. I'm fucking killing it, crushing it, nailed it. I'm, I'm on fucking cloud nine. And the next day, they're depressed. Like they're really down. They don't want to get out of bed. Life sucks. I'm a piece of shit. And they've just got this huge volatiles. For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. This is where physics, basic physics comes into it. Every up has a down, every down has an up. Now, gratitude and love is balance. It's seen both. Overcompensating, over-happy, over, too good to be true, that's elated. Depressed, down, sad, beating yourself up, that's down. So it's been able to get to the balance point, which is gratitude and love, where you see everything. It's like... um. 
I use, uh, I'm trying to find some, I, I like using funny examples because it kind of teaches and heals in a bit of a hum, hum, humorous way. So I was, uh, I was driving, this is a couple of months ago and I was just driving uh, out of my complex and I was turning right. And, um, there was this lady, uh, this person driving, figured out it was a lady and she was doing a U-turn and it was a red light and I had a green light. So I was about to drive forward and turn right and pretty much cut in front of where she was, where she was waiting to do a U-turn when it was her time to go. And she just kept like creeping forward until like she's almost in the line of like my driving and I'm going to hit her. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I was like just driving and I, and I, and, and she stopped. Thank God. She stopped and I drove past and I looked in cause I was a bit confused. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? I looked in and this like, think of like the most sour angry pissed off face and she's just flipping me the bird giving me the finger on the way through i'm like oh my god and i got triggered a little i was like what the fuck what who is it you must have a shit day whatever i'm like ah, where's the lesson there thank you for, thank you for waking me up thank you for keep, giving me an opportunity to balance and regulate myself like there's balance to that like the most people say fuck you who's up or whatever it's it's just finding balance. It's finding gratitude. And you don't have to. You can live a volatile life if you want to. There's no judgment there. But I want to, we, we grow on the borderline of support and challenge. We need both. You need too much support, you get weak. Too much challenge, you break. So you need both. So it's been able to see both sides, seeing the balance to things. The faster you see the balance, the faster you get to elevate. It's like you repeat problems until you learn the lesson that's there to teach you. So a problem, even though it's bad, wrong, negative, which it's not, has growth to it which is positive so when you can see that you see the balance you elevate to the next level and it's just being able to do that sooner rather than later hindsight you go through something that was wrong that was bad and it takes you a day a week a month five years 10 years 20 years later for the penny to drop oh my god i realized that my dad for me made me feel so anxious and whatever but it's made me giving me the gift of helping me feel safe what a blessing thank you dad i'm grateful for that thank you for that i see the pain i see the purpose thank you gratitude love but until you do that, you keep attracting the same problems, the same lessons, and you're just repeating the same shit over and over again. You're perpetuating your, your past into the future. You're literally copy and pasting your past. Copy the past, paste into the future because you're not learning on seeing the balance to the problems, the pain, the heartbreak, the abuse, the abandonment, the challenge, the business going under. Uh, another example, I, uh, I was 22, had three gyms. Uh, this is about, oh, hold on, 26 now. It's about four years ago. Um, and I was very naive, like openly unenthused optimist. If you've heard that term in business, I, I was still, I, I was starting to come out of that. <laughs> I was starting to become the informed pessimist. I was like, fucking hell, I've got three businesses, three leases, 20 grand a week and, um, overheads. I'm like, this is fucked. Um, I was like, this is insane. Uh, anyway, so, uh, I didn't know what work cover was. I didn't know what that was. I've never had like a proper job. Like I, <laughs> one of my employees asked, oh, I'm, oh, just told me, say, Hey man, I'm, can I take some annual leave over Christmas? I was like, what the fuck is annual leave? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Like, um, yeah, Paige, we're not doing anything. I'm like, this is insane. So anyways, um, so this lady and um, I'll call her Sarah. So Sarah, I have this challenge at work and I, I did the wrong thing. I said some wrong words, um, good intentions, but shouldn't have said it the way that I said it. Um, and it was very with love and with um, gratitude, like good intentions behind it. But anyways, so she, uh, this 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 lady Sarah, she's an employee. She's been with us for X amount of time. She puts in a complaint or a case to work cover that she's been injured in the workplace, and like she went to a doctor, and you could tell, and like the the, the stars were starting to align. Like, oh my god, this she she's set us she's set us up here. And she went to a doctor, a GP. She went to a um a, a GP or whatever for um it wasn't a GP. It was a doctor for like women um 
sexual um, organs. Like that was the doctor she went to, and she got a a stress induced injury in the workplace certificate. So she got, and I don't know what a stress induced injury looks like either. And, and I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, so I try to contact her, wouldn't answer my phone, wouldn't text me back, whatever. And my Facebook conversation had magically been disappeared, been it been deleted. And the only way I was signed into Facebook was on the computer at the place that she worked at. Interesting. Anyways, mm. I didn't have work cover. And if we had work cover, it would have cost us a thousand bucks. That was it. Anyways, this goes through. We we're like, I'm fighting these challenges. This is bullshit. I was so triggered. I've done so much for her. Because I think I've, in my best, I've felt like I've always tried to do the best for my team, give them growth pathways, support them mentally, emotionally, spiritually, help them with their careers and all that stuff. And to have this was like really like a big fuck you to me. I was like, I mean, I was really pissed. I was like, fuck you, Sarah. Fuck this. And I was like really angry about it. Anyways, she's successful. She wins the case, goes to work cover, goes to XYZ and she wins it. So essentially we have to front the bill for her. She need, we need to cover her salary and pay all her living expenses, including medical bills until she's recovered from the injury. When are you recovered from a work, a stress-induced injury? Whenever the fuck you feel like it, to be honest. No, it's not like a broken leg where whatever you can walk again, you're good to go. This goes on for two and a half years. The bill, $170,000 for this event that we had to pay for. And anyways, fast forward a couple of years, now I have a business that's got a beautiful team that because there was red flags in the hiring process that I, I didn't listen to my intuition. I look past that. It's like when I now hire someone, do you think I'm going to listen to those red flags? Absolutely. Mm. Like I've had that big, like, this is the consequence of not fucking listening to your gut and doing whatever. Do you think I pay for my work cover insurance now? Absolutely. So it's like, I've learned all that, even though it was pain, it was a big fuck you. It's like, you know what? If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have the fucking blessed, grateful, inspired team that I have right now. So thank you, Sarah, for that painful lesson that you gifted me with. Um, so yeah, that's just another example. That balance is seeing the balance in everything. All the pain, all the heartbreak, all the wrongdoings from this particular person. Um, and it's like, and I send her love and it's like, thank you for that opportunity. I was, I should have listened to my intuition where, cause there was red flags in the hiring process. She didn't feel right. But I was like, fuck it. It's like, she can do the job. I think she, I, I see she's got good experience. She worked at other gyms and in the process when I was doing my due diligence during it, I'd found out she'd done that to her last three workplaces as well. Oh, no. So it's like, and the fact my, in, my Facebook conversation with her was deleted literally the day she put in her uh, medical certificate. I'm like, I've been done. This is like, she set this up. And it's like, well, you know what? That taught me so much. Thank you. It was a costly lesson. And I'm, I'm grateful that it's, uh, it wasn't a million dollars. But um, yeah, it was, it was a costly lesson. And I learned a lot from it. And I'm grateful that it happened. I, it, I wouldn't have the team that I'm blessed to have to this day and help the people that we help if it wasn't for going through that very thing that happened for me, not to me. Thank you so much for articulating that. And I can see how you're finding balance within your system um, there are checks and balances that I've noticed even in the comments section of the YouTube channel. People often end up asking when we talk about things happening for you and not to you, and you alluded to this before. The checks and balances on the Sarahs of the world, the, you know, some people, you know, have certain views on certain politicians, um, interesting stuff happening in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. Russia, America, Ukraine, all these sorts of things. And people have opinions on, um, and maybe there's a, a lot of triggers. It's <laughs> probably the, picking up from this conversation is probably the right word to use. Are they, we've got to trust from our place of love and gratitude that they're on their own journey. Um, how does, how does the Sarahs of the world get their, 
their balances to it. Like that's not our responsibility, is it? Um, can you speak to the balance of the whole as we zoom out from just the individual to the collective? Yeah, beautiful. I love that. And um, I've been really leaning into, um, yeah, the collective consciousness. And as you heal, you heal the collective consciousness. So, look, you can't, you can, um, you can drag a horse water, you can't make a drink, you can't drag someone to the altar to do the work. Um, I, something I think a lot of people, when they start their self development journey, uh, do that in a bad way. Like you learn about Tony Robbins. Oh my God, mom, brother, this is amazing. Like, come do this with me. And that's like, done it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so look, definitely like work on you, like the best way to help others is to help yourself. Um, and then s- extend the olive branch and say, Hey, look, like I, I'm, I'm so grateful. I went to Kerwin Ray. And like I said, I think two nights ago, um, and it was my brother came and my dad came and they, that's their first like self-development event, um, on that level. And they signed up. It was, it was obviously they do an upsell towards the end and it was like a $4,000 program. Like a, that's, that's a considerable amount of money for a lot of people to spend $4,000 on themselves to go to a seminar and an event and a course. And they both signed up. I was like, fucking amazing. That's beautiful. And I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm like, I wish you joined me 10 years ago. But it's like, they weren't ready. That's cool. Like, and that, that that's perfectly beautiful what they're doing and the journey they're going on. And they inspired me to work harder on myself. So it's like, if you, there's uh, like, there's collective balance. So it's like, you'll look at like, say someone like Elon Musk, where he has X amount of resources, X amount of impact. It's like, for one Elon and the impact that he makes, there might mean a million people that are negative and he balances all of those people out. So there's like collective balance for like I impact X amount of people. And I, mate, if you want some popcorn and you want some entertainment, go watch my, read my comments of my video. It says, I, I, I did one um, on depression and like I get XYZ, I do about trauma. And like, I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience. I'm speaking from my truth and you don't have to subscribe to my truth. But yeah, it's like, it, there's, you can't drag someone to do their work. They need to want to, they need to be ready for it. They need to be willing to do it. And yeah, just work on you. Like, and as you heal yourself and you heal um, all those parts of you and you obviously give the opportunity to people for that when they're ready, whether it's an invitation to go to join you to an event, to listen to a podcast, send this podcast to someone um, that might be the opening door that they needed. Like that YouTube video of Tony Robbins matching and mirroring was the first thing that I, I, I consumed where I was like, oh my God there is like another universe out here. Like you don't have to be this like, I was so angry and shut off, so shy, didn't know how to connect and all that stuff. It's like, I discovered fire. I'm like, oh my God. So I, w- I was ready to start my journey then. Was I ready to be learning the things I'm learning now? Of course not. Like I, I love um, stoicism. I love Ryan Holiday. And there's a line that you like, you never step in the same river twice. So it's like, I, I've read, um, like I said, I, I'm re-consuming is uh, How to Win Friends Influence People. I did the audio book of this like, 10 years ago, very early on when I first started, it's about sort of seven, eight, nine years ago. It's like, it's like, I'm such a different person now. I want to read this again. Uh, this is powerful. So um, yeah, you can't drag people to the altar. They've got to be ready for it. Give an olive branch, like give them an opportunity when and where. Don't push. Like it just makes it worse. Like it's just you um, and I'm guilty of that. So sorry to mum and family for me <laughs> uh, doing that when I first started. But um, just, yeah, work on you. When they're ready, they'll be ready. Ex- extend an olive branch. And then them seeing you, um, be the best version of you, the healed, the authentic, the truest expression of you will inspire them when they're ready. And like, and on the flip side of this, it's like maybe they're not in enough pain yet. Like um, Alex Famosa, I'm a big fan of him. He, uh, 
I watched one of his sales trainings um, and I've come from the gym space. Obviously I, I've, I've been following him for a long time and like he did it. He was doing a sales training. He was using gyms as an example. So it's like you're doing a sales consult with someone and they're not ready to change. And you might just say to them, Hey, look, I, I just don't think, think you're bad enough. Go put another 50 kilos, come back and maybe you're ready. Like you need to go have more pain. They need more like pebbles br- and boulders. They They might need, more than a brick wall. They might need, I don't know, fucking avalanche. They might need their relationship to turn to shit. They might need their business to go under. They might need the awakening of, of a lifetime for them to start the journey. It's like the person that has a heart attack finally looks after their health. And I'm not saying you have to. You don't have to wait to that. You can listen to the breadcrumbs. You can listen to the tightness in the lower back and the shortness in the breath before the heart attack. You can listen to that if you're in tune to it and if you want to. But if you're not choosing to change, you're choosing to stay the same. So you got to... Um, you you got to choose your problems, choose your hard and choose your problems. When we're working on inviting in more balance into our own system, I find this as a coach that people actually feel that if they berate themselves more, they're somehow expecting a transformation to be accelerated through that process. Have you found that to be useful anywhere in your coaching? Um, yeah, when people are beating themselves up, does it actually help transformation? Sometimes, I guess so. Like, um, I'd probably I'd have to ask a bit of context on on why they're doing that. Like, everyone's doing the best of what they've got. So, like, I'll use uh, Carrie again, uh, who um who I spoke with yesterday. Like, she unconsciously like you can't hold yourself accountable if you're not aware. Like that's when you're blessed with the gift of consciousness. Now it's your fault. <laughs> now it's, now it's on you. So um, I think it's just shining a light on why are you doing what, what you're doing? Why do you keep self-sabotaging your relationships? Like I had a con- conversation with a friend of mine um, who just did a, a, a course and a seminar with a, with a coach and a healer who does balance and does healing. Uh, and he had this huge breakthrough and it was so beautiful. He's like, I, he's, he's struggled with his weight for a long time. Like he's always started diets and whatever. And he's very successful. Like run, run, makes a million bucks plus a year. He's got a, he's, he's a father. He's got a beautiful relationship. He's got, he's done well from the outside, but health was his downfall um, or his growth opportunity. And he had the, like the light bulb of like, oh my God, like, and that obviously some deep shit was done to get to this point, but he saw his mum, uh, his dad cheat on his mum, and he had learned through just the layers of the ego that were developed over the years that if I've if I'm fitter and healthier and sexier, more attractive, there's a higher chance of me cheating on my partner. So if I stay overweight, I keep that body fat on me. I'm less likely to cheat on my partner because I don't want to be alone. Like that's if you look at like weight loss and the cause of that, it's like wow, that's pretty fucking powerful. That's pretty deep. That's like holy shit. But like you don't know what you don't know. So, um. It would be, I'll just be asking the questions like why. So like Carrie that I was talking about just before, like she kept, uh, she wasn't, uh, she was self-sabotaging her success. Okay, well, so I asked her the question. She, I'm stuck. I just can't break through this glass ceiling. Okay, what's the downside of you being successful? And she said, it's lonely at the top. So, okay, lonely. Okay, well, where have you been through pain and you experienced loneliness? Eight years old, brother, all this stuff. And then that's where the, the snowball began. 30 years ago. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, 30 years ago. So it's like, okay, well, then what happened after that? What other, what other things did you experience with loneliness? Relationships. Okay, what happened? Men leaving me. I felt lonely. 
Okay. And then we just keep going on. So it's like, we're just shining lights on those parts to give them the opportunity to, and obviously a good coach obviously asks the right questions and lets the person have the, 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 the balancing experience. Sometimes you got to tell them cause they, they can't figure it out, but it's, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm really answering your question, but no, you are. it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. unique to the individual. And I think that's plenty of the, the line of questioning that you've invited. Yeah. I know you're impact driven, so I'm looking forward to asking this question. Um, it's a question <laughs> I can't say it this way because then you're going to end up asking it me on your podcast. <laughs> but it was a question when I was like, "Oh, what's a good question that I would like asked myself?" And I was like, "I can't wait to ask Lewis this question," because um, you're coaching individuals one on one really deeply. Like, if we don't know that through this conversation, I don't know what we know. <laughs> what is your awareness of the impact that is having on a collective level going as deep as you do with individuals beautiful um look i haven't had that question so uh i think it's it's like this i think of the stock market like if you zoom in on any one day it might be amazing or it might be fucked so but if you zoom out long enough like historically the stock market goes up uh so look i i don't think i'm gonna really see the global consciousness impact in my lifetime to be honest like i think these are just seeds that i'm planting for the next generation so it's like um i'm using karen but i might use robert robin i might might use nicole i might use whatever clients i've worked with it's like i love the ripple effect like you drop a pebble into the pond and it's like one two three like five ripples out it's like every single person that they engage with obviously their clients their family their partner their children all get to have the ripple effect of a gift that i've been able to give um along the along the path i don't think i i think i i don't think i've seen the global impact i love like what's something i I think you'll you'll love and appreciate too is that the world is becoming more conscious there's a lot more people there's the joe dispensers the peter crones the tony robbins the uh the in the inspired evolution studio like the podcast it's like we're all here making our own own um own impact i saw i heard someone else's purpose which was really beautiful and their purpose is to contribute i I, i'm gonna i'm gonna paraphrase this because probably fuck it up but it was along the lines of getting humanity or consciousness to the um break not break level but a call breaking point to where it's like like i'm you might be able to help me with this it's like um, yeah a collective like point where it's like I, I'm I'm trying to picture. I've seen like sort of many videos of this. It's like for for probably viruses and probably I probably saw this during COVID. But when enough people are immune to it, it's like the effect takes over everyone. Yeah, so like, it's called um a point called uh, when we achieve critical mass. Yeah, critical mass. Thank you, thank you, thank mm. you. Critical mass. So, um, in his purpose was like to get consciousness or humanity to the critical mass point for healing and awakeness. I'm like that's so beautiful. So. I'm pl- I'm playing my part. Like uh, I want to hit my I want to hit a million people. Um, I need to be better for Tony. <laughs> so uh, Tony does that in one weekend. Uh, so it's like um, and I and I measure that and because I'm like my my socials reach hundreds of millions of people, but I don't I don't count it that way. I count it how many people have done work directly with me, whether it's a course, a program. I'm writing a book at the moment, so I've got my measuring sticks of how to do that. Um, I don't do that through followers or through whatever because I, I don't feel like someone liking a, a quote on Instagram is really the impact that I, I want to make, but it's obviously a part of it. But I want to make that sort of deep transformational change with people. So I measure that through my courses, my programs, working with me directly, um, my books when, when, when they come out. 
Um, and I know that will be pebbles that I throw into the pond that we're all throwing into, yourself included. And I just know over the next five, 10, 20, 50, 100 years, like those, um, the seeds will be, will be sprouted. So, yeah, I don't think, I, I don't think I'm going to see too much of my specific impact because how the fuck do you measure it? But I know it is. Like, I, I see it. Like, I've got, I posted a testimonial um, of mine from, uh, from Chev. I posted that, I think, yesterday or the day before. And, he was suicidal. He was depressed. He was anxious. He um, was just lost. He was unfulfilled. He was volatile, like no tomorrow. He drank every single weekend. Like, he was very, um, it was really bad. And now he's, um, he's, he's so inspired. He's in a beautiful conscious relationship. His health's the best it's ever been. He just had a family member, his, his grandma sick slash passing away at the moment. And he's been able to be there for his family and support his family. I'm like, that's, that's beautiful. And obviously he's done the work. He's dragged himself to the altar. I've extended an olive branch and I've obviously gifted some some ways of viewing life and some perspectives and some tools. Um, and I'm like, that's beautiful. That's, 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 that gets my te- my eyes quite teary and that gets me inspired. That gets the hairs on the back of my neck up. And that's what I love. And I know over the, the next generations of whatever happened, um, I know, I know those, uh, those fruits will be, be, uh, be enjoyed by the people that get the, I get to touch. Lewis, brother, brother, <laughs> brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> for doing this here with us today man and i could totally thank you for today's conversation but those tuning in can tell that this has been a lifelong journey of you finding balance within yourself and i can even just say the amount of transparency um with which you afford the work that you've done on yourself and yeah just how much work you've done to be able to communicate it trigger free to the best of your ability man um is just a massive testament to the work and it really invites in a whole path um for others to be able to witness what an inspired life looks like so they can follow in on their inspirations as well so just really want to acknowledge you bro and yeah thank you so much for today and all the work you've continued to put in on yourself and all the seeds that are going to sprout from it Mm -hmm. thank you my man i'm i'm grateful for this this has been a beautiful conversation with another conscious being who's doing the work and uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna flip this flip the script around in about a week's time. I'm gonna have you on my podcast as well. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 